Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to a Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 15, where today we're going to cover all things Bloody Harvest. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email, a Vault Hunters Guide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live on twitch.tv slash a Vault Hunters Guide or watch the video version on YouTube by searching of All Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands. Hooray! <laughs> and stuff. And stuff. And stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Good uh, times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, you've gotten, you've gotten quite good at getting that all down. So, 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 Drew. Yes. Uh, I noticed uh, you did not say what we we're going to be doing on this week's episode, though. I straight up did. It was literally in the intro. Was it? Okay. Where today we're going to cover all things Bloody Harvest. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. Wow. <laughs> just just mailing it in, huh? Yeah, kind of. see how you are. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> so, yeah. how, was, how, was your, uh, how have your last two weeks in the Borderlands been? Good, good. Still progressing my Zane playthrough. And uh, it's going well. I'm getting towards uh, the end of the game. Uh, headed to Necrotofeo soon, so that's good. Um, I don't know why, but it, it just everything seems to be clicking with Zane lately, so it's been really nice. Good, glad to hear that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I have been enjoying it as well. I am done with playthrough one on my modes, and I'm going through uh, true vault hunter mode now, so that's fun. I am about ready to. Yeah, I'm about ready to open the first vault uh, mm-hmm. in second playthrough with, with Moe's. So, so that should be fun. Nice. But I will say that one thing I've noticed is that the fir- every time I go through the game now, and, and you get this because this is just kind of how the Borderlands games work, though. But as I'm going through the game now, every time I go through the game, I'm just like, ah, oh, why doesn't everybody just shut up? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Uh. I think I'm going to get to a point to where I'm probably, when I'm playing through, I'll probably, like, honestly mute the game and then listen to podcasts or whatever. <laughs> sure. I get that. So. Yeah, because, I mean, and it's, you know, it's not that the writing is bad or anything like that, but it's like, we don't need to hear the story every time. <laughs> right. Right. No, I totally get it. I get it. So, but no, I've been having, I've been having a lot of fun with that and, uh, continuing doing shenanigans with, with you and Beth, with our max level characters. And that's been a lot of fun as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Doing the, doing the bloody harvest pretty much constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, uh, as long as I'm playing, I'm in some way doing the bloody harvest. I, 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 well, maybe we should save that for the actual content of it when we actually get yeah. into the episode. Um. So, uh, that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get right into it with the news. Uh, surprise, there's no news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none. But that's okay, because we kind of, we don't put this out, when we record, we typically, if we've done everything correctly, we're typically releasing it several days later, so mm. by the time we've done the news, Everybody else has known the news for several days, and then there's more news, so we'd rather just kind of skip all that anyways, and we'd like to get into more listener questions and stuff, so I sent out a tweet earlier today, and we did get a couple of questions from listeners, so we'll go ahead and get into those. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, you want to take this first one? Yeah, absolutely. So this one is from, uh, I believe this user has, or this listener has actually asked us stuff on the podcast previously. Um, so this is from Leco four zero on Twitter. Thanks for your question. Uh, any, this is kind of a two part one, uh, any predictions on what the Christmas event will be? Uh, and they say, I'm thinking Skaga Claus, like Santa Claus. I don't know, man, he says, yeah. or they say. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's a really interesting question. I, I like that question. Thank you for it. So, so do you, do you have any thoughts on how you think this is going to go for a Christmas event? No, <laughs> but uh, I, I believe the word I'm looking for is no. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I can say for certain that I enjoyed the the general feel of the of the headhunter pack that was Christmas themed, if you will. Sure. Um, I really enjoyed that. It was a good time. Um, and if they could do something similar it, with um. Uh, what day did they call it? It's uh, Mercenary Day. Mercenary Day. If they could do like a Mercenary Day themed thing again, that would be cool. Um, maybe something with like along with like the Grinch or something like that. Like there's some bad guy shows up, steals all, but instead of like taking all the toys, like takes all the guns, you know, <laughs> and and you gotta go and get all the guns back for Marcus or something like that. Oh man. So this, this is probably way out there, but could you imagine if it's something similar to, cause, cause here's the thing is that it seems like Maurice is going to be a returning theme based on what we know, because he's there studying as he calls it, warm blood culture <laughs> and, sure, sure. and the events that they have is the prime way that he's doing it. So I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he continued to show up, but it would be interesting if it's something along the lines of, uh, where it would be similar to how we're doing it now. And I think what would be fun is if there was something where it's like, Hey, all right, as you're going through the game, uh, you don't get any, you don't get any gun drops or you get a lot fewer gun drops. And then when you go and, and fight this other guy, I like you're talking about, then he would just explode in all the guns that you didn't get when you killed him. Oh man. Okay. So like, <laughs> instead of your lost loot bin, it's like, like all of your lost loot goes to like this giant thing that you gotta this big badass that you gotta kill. Yep. That'd be fun. That would. <laughs> That'd be really, really interesting. Right. Although it could be it could be tricky because like if you're like, man, the gear that I've got it needs to be replaced and now we're doing this <laughs> event and you can't even like so like it'd be good for you to like be able to opt into it or something. So sure. you're already running you know, what kind of gear you want to or something. And then, and you're just doing farming and stuff. That'd be sweet. That'd sure. be a good time. I, I, I also think... now just want to see Maurice in a Santa Claus hat. So <laughs> just the hat with, with the beard and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think alternately, if they go with something a little bit more traditional to what we've seen, which we've only seen, uh, the lady harvest event so far, I think that another solid option would be doing something similar where in order to, I'm going to, I'm going to send you to the, I'm going to send you to the Christmas <coughs> realm or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it would be a situation where you kill enemies and instead of them giving you the goo, 
the ectoplasmic goo. Instead, they give you presents, and when you get 25 presents, then you just are able to go into this other place. Yeah, that'd be that'd be all right. I mean, but at the same time, that would be fine, but I also feel like it would be a bit of a cop-out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think I think it would be interesting because... I think it would be interesting because it's something that people would at least be semi-familiar with, and the whole point would be to try and get the new gear that would be coming from this event. Because that's if, that's a good point. If yeah, if ever if true. ever if every event comes with an additional three or four new pieces of gear, then then I don't think it would be as bad of a situation. I want to see a. <clears throat> now I want to see two. I just came up with these. I want to see two different weapon types. I want to see one Torg one that when you do the... So, like, if you do the the impact version of the gun, it shoots individual, like, Christmas lights that explode, right? <laughs> okay. The other, But the other version with the sticky grenades, they're like... It's like a long string of them. It's just, like, that you can put wherever, and it's just... <laughs> and you stick all these Christmas lights on the guy. And then you, like, when you activate it, you, like, hit this switch or something, and all the lights go on and blow the guy and blow up on the guy. <laughs> so that would be sick. That'd be awesome. And, and then another version that I want to see is I want to see a gun that is all, it's pretty much all, like, splash damage based. And I don't know who would make it. Probably, it can't be Torg because Torg kind of has their niche in this thing. Um, but, like, it's a gun and it shoots out ornaments and then they explode when they not explode but they shatter when they hit the ground and make like the pool effect but it's all like broken glass and so if you're <laughs> if your enemies run through there they get all sliced up and shit <laughs> that's straight straight out of home alone you but can still have both of those gearbox you're welcome <laughs> those those are those are your ideas tell you what uh tell you what just you know just float us a little something <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for like one guy for like the one employee at Gearbox that actually listens to us. He's like, "Son of a bitch! How did he? How did Norton find out about that stuff? <laughs> Who don't, told him? Don't say that. Nobody was supposed to let him know. Don't don't say that. Two K is gonna show up at your front door. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh. So, anyways, those are my ideas. Oh, so. he can't he can't make that joke. That's just bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah again thank you Leco40 appreciate the question uh, next question is from Viva Lahans said uh, hi guys just wanted to let you know that Timothy the doppelganger from the pre-sequel is now a movie star his posters can be found in can be found in Sanctuary 3 you were asking yourselves what happened to him a few episodes back I do remember that and I had not noticed that had not seen those so thank you for that appreciate it that's, uh, that's a cool little detail that they put in there Mm-hmm. Um, good for Tim. Good for Timothy. He's he's doing his thing. So he was he wanted to be an actor to begin with. That was yeah. how he got the gig to begin with. So that's cool. Also, uh, as for questions, are assault rifles as broken as they were in Borderlands Two? And uh, second question: As I'm leveling my vault hunters, should I focus on weapon damage or overall score the weapons get? Those are two so, very good, interesting questions, first of all. Right. So, first, first the assault rifle question. Now, when he says broken, do you mean, do you think he means he broken mean, I, as in, 
I think he means as in literally broken, as in bad. Yeah, no, assault rifles are sick now. Yeah, yeah, assault rifles are really, really good now. Uh, yeah. to, and and by really good, we mean usable. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, but to the point to where I almost always have an assault rifle of some type in my, in one of my weapon slots. Right. I, I right. kind of divvy it up. I'll switch it up between assault rifle or maybe SMG or, or, or what have you, depending on kind of where I'm at and what I'm doing and who I'm playing as. But, but for the most part, I've got an assault rifle equipped the majority of the time, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, in that same vein, though, I don't think that they... It is my belief that they did not go out of their way to make them so overpowered in order to compensate for Borderlands 2. No, no, I would, I would agree with that. They're not, they're not overly powered. Like you can't just, you shouldn't just. Don't just run. Don't just run assault rifles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't run only those. Um, but they are really solid and totally usable. I I would say as usable as anything else, any other weapon type. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really saying something because they really weren't. Mm-hmm. almost ever before, unless yeah. you had something stupid like an ogre or something along those lines. Right. It's really nice that we can actually use whatever gun we want to fill out our builds now. So if there's something that works really well for a build, you don't have to worry about, oh, well, it's it's an assault rifle. It's not going to be good for this. You don't have to worry about that anymore. As long as the effect that it has serves your build, you're pretty much good at this point, uh, which I think right. feeds in, which I think feeds in nicely to uh viva lahan's second question which is as i'm leveling my vault hunters up should i focus on weapon damage or overall score the weapons get so i want to take the first part on this one because i literally had this conversation with a buddy of mine the other day uh, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine who i introduced not introduced to but got more into the borderlands series he's been playing borderlands 3 and he had almost the exact same question. And while I feel that while overall score is a really good indicator of a weapon's usefulness in general, it's not going to necessarily be the most useful for what you're doing at that time. Because I believe that overall score includes the unique abilities and stuff that a weapon has that are not tied into the numbers. For example, if it's a Hyperion, it's going to get extra points for having the shield that pops out. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so if you have, if you somehow, and this is incredibly improbable, but if you have an identical Hyperion pistol and a Jacob's pistol, as far as numbers go, right? Like, all the numbers are the same all the way down, but the Hyperion one has that shield that comes out, it's going to have a higher score. So, I I think that things like that offset the scores and make it to where it's not... Something else I pointed out to my buddy is it's not like like the light level on a a Destiny weapon. You know what I mean? Right, and that that was part of the whole reason that he brought this up was because he was he's mainly a destiny player. And so it threw him off a little bit going to the weapon score system that borderlands three had. Right. Because in destiny and, and like not everybody who listens to this plays destiny, but 
just so you people know, in Destiny, you can... Virtually, you can pick up any weapon and just pick up whichever one has the high... You, you know, put in whichever one has the highest light level on it. Mm. That's essentially how that works. And it's and then significantly less so in Borderlands 3. I would agree with that. I also would say that the the more time you put in game and the higher your level goes, the less the actual weapon score will matter is, yes. is a good way of putting it because the first part where you're just kicking around on Pandora uh, during the first playthrough of the game, it really doesn't matter. Uh, just mm-hmm. get whatever, just get whatever, uh, just get whatever has the highest score. And that probably will serve you because those first couple of early skills that you get for your character are really not going to be that beneficial right at first. They're going to help a little bit, but it's not going to be it's not going to be anything significant. Now, once you start getting skills that stack on top of skills and having those synergies, that's where you're going to be really focusing on what a gun actually does as opposed to its overall damage or its weapon score. So, you might have something that might be a weapon score of 400 and you might get rid of that in favor of something that has a weapon score of 375 only because the one that has 375 has a lot higher fire rate. And if you're playing Moe's, you might have something, a skill that gives you increased fire rate already. So that's just going to be feeding into that skill that you do. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So. I would say, I would say used whatever is the highest score up until maybe level... 10 or 15 ish, you know, somewhere, somewhere in that range. It depends, you know, that's when you're going to start feeling probably like, I feel like this gun's not doing what it should, you know, or doing what I would like it to. And that's when you need to start focusing your attention more on stuff that, that is suited to your build. Like if you're playing flak, that's when, if you're doing a critical hit build, you need to be looking for Jacob's weapons that do extra critical hit damage. Correct. Or if you're playing splash mows, you're putting, you're finding weapons that have extra splash damage radius, right. etc. So in so in to to answer your question succinctly, <laughs> now that we've rambled forever, not just weapon damage, but you should focus more on weapon damage and other numbers that are essential to your build style. As you go further on. Correct. Yep. So, uh, so between, between weapon score and weapon damage score can be useful for quickly identifying things, but it should not be the be all end all for what you're looking at. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. That being said, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for uh, the questions to Leco four zero and, uh, from Viva La Hans both. And, uh, with that, we uh, like I said, if if you want to send us a question, have us read it on air and listen to our responses, our opinions about it. And these can be anything from opinions to uh, what we what we would do in certain situations in the game, anything along those lines or speculation, anything like that. I'll go ahead and hit us up on Twitter or Gmail. Uh, once again, that is uh, Twitter slash uh, Vault Hunters Pod and uh, that. The Gmail is a vault hunters guide at gmail.com. Yep. Did I get those right? All right. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So moving on today. Main topic. Main topic. 
get hype. <laughs> so. so today we're talking about the Bloody Harvest. We've had several weeks now to um, do a deep dive on the Bloody Harvest event. Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to it. Okay, okay. Let's let's start with that. So, for those people that have literally been living under a rock, <laughs> the Bloody Harvest event is a seasonal event that's going on right now at the time of recording. Uh, it is going on until December 3rd, so if you've not gotten a chance to check it out, definitely go ahead and check it out. And we're assuming that after that, then we will be starting a new event either at that time or soon after that will be considered our Christmas or uh, winter holiday event, however you want to think about it. Um, the the initial thing is that it was really interesting because the connotation when everyone was hearing about Bloody Harvest, uh, Drew, when you heard Bloody Harvest, what was the very first thing you thought of? Um, the first thing I thought of was the um, the event in, well, not the the event, but the DLC in Borderlands 1. No, no, I thought of the one in Borderlands 1 with Zed. I was like, oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that's going to, if like, that's what we're going to do again, if we're going to have another, you know, um, another dead character returning. Well, I mean, like with TK Baja, TK Baja was also in the first one. He was. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I expect, I was like, okay, so what dead character are we getting now? Because the first one we had TK Baja and Zed was had an alternate persona or whatever, and in the second and in Borderlands two for the um what was that one called? What was that headhunter pack called? TK Baja's Bloody Harvest. Oh right, right, exactly. That's what uh, I was saying. I think I think you're confusing two of them together. At yeah, this point. it might be. Either way, like I expected, like a dead character to return. So, and. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I expected a dead character from a previous game to return. Uh, could you imagine how, like, could you imagine how weird that would have been if they would have done it? Be like, and to bring you through the, the Bloody Harvest event, to anyone that hasn't finished the game, I'm sorry about this, so spoilers. But, uh, you know, it's like, and to take you through this Bloody Harvest event, <laughs> it's Undead Maya. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. I'd have been like, <laughs> I'd rather not. Thanks. You know, just it's... like just like chilling out on Sanctuary Three where Maurice is, and meanwhile Ava's just like, "Oh, what up?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ava's still all devastated and mourning and stuff while there's like zombie Maya chilling, being like, "Hey, go kill these ghosts, man!" <laughs> oh, jeez, that'd be so bad. Uh... Anyways, and just to correct you, uh, again, you said December 3rd. It's December 5th. My bad. December 5th. That's all right. All right. So, so whatever. Yeah. Numbers are hard. So, the base, <laughs> so, I mean, but it is it is a free event. Um, and uh, the way that it works is you, there is a, he's not a dinosaur. What do they call them? Saurosaurs? Saurian. A Saurian. That's it. A, uh, a Saurian on the ship uh, just above Marcus's munitions and the next level up. You go and talk to him. He's 
on a uh, he's on a work exchange program. Some for some reason he's uh, hanging out with us. The the story is who did is we that exchange for him? I no one I think, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, he's on he's on like a work exchange cultural exchange thing become he because he comes from a planet where Saurians are the Saurians are the 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 pinnacle of the they're, they're the ones that rule that planet yeah they're the dominant species they're the yeah. dominant species that was the word i was thinking of and so he's curious about any other place where humans are the dominant species and so he's learning about our cultures and about our and about our holidays and events and things along those lines so, right and the best way to go about that is by go- is by killing people's ghosts after you kill them Perfect sense. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> if you don't think about it. So you go through normal game, like it, it. It's it's not an opt-in system, which bugs me. I kind of wish that you had the option of turning it off. A little bit. Whatever. Um. So you go through, and it's not every single enemy, but it's it, a fair it's amount frequent. of enemies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very frequent thing. You see, there's a glowing like aura around, uh, it could be any, literally any enemy type. I believe I've seen haunted jabbers. I've seen haunted Malawan troops, haunted rats. Yeah. Haunted rats, haunted skags. They all have human skulls though for, <laughs> for, for ghosts. So to be fair, if they're, if they're anything in the, on, in any of the borderlands, planets they probably have a human skull somewhere in them <laughs> one way yeah, one way or another <laughs> that's a solid solid point so anyways when you kill the enemy that has the glowing aura around them they'll it'll do a fancy thing and then a, a skull appears and if it's a badass one it's red and it kind of floats around and taunts you and shoots fireballs and shit at you if it's a um, normal green one. one it'll just yeah. be a normal a normal enemy one and it'll kind of come right at it'll float right at you um it doesn't give you any experience to kill these oh and if it's a loot one it'll just fuck right off to wherever <laughs> you can't reach it at it's the worst because they legitimately have really good drops most of the time <laughs> yeah and it's super they're uh they're a uh the legendary color they're like the orange yeah and and like to Drew's point, it's really annoying because I would say that uh, based on what I've seen, just to hazard a guess, I would say that usually about half the time since they put a patch through that it drops a legendary for me. Mm-hmm. So it's re- it is good. <laughs> yeah, so, it's really nice. It's right. That hotfix uh, came on Friday. Yeah, Friday as of Friday as of this recording. So oh so right, that, so so Friday the eighth. Yeah. So, um, so that's really... been, I mean, it, they, they really do though. There's, I've gotten to a point to where, I don't know about you, but the way that I handle, um, loot ghosts is if I see a haunted enemy that has a loot ghost aura around them, I will kill literally every other enemy in the area yep. and save that guy for last, yep. take it out. And then I still <laughs> may or may not end up getting that loot ghost. Yeah, it's one of the as for as easy of a task as it should be. It's one of the most stressful things in the game for me right now. It's like, yeah. like you said, kill everything else around it, and then it's like, all right, get this guy down, and he's almost dead, and reload everything, and finish him off, and that's like, ah, <laughs> you got, you <laughs> yeah. got, you got five seconds, go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, anyways, if you don't kill the ghost, 
um, what they do is when they when they reach you, you are they apply a stack of terror to you. You are and, terrified. Right, you are terrified, and that is indicated by a glowing aura, green aura around the frame of your screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not super intrusive unless you're hella terrified. <laughs> um, but terror also does affect your weapon handling, your damage, your movement speed also, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's you can actually see it happen. If you kill a bunch of enemies and then the ghosts come to get you, as the terror stacks, you can see your the um the targeting area for your weapon just get larger and larger and larger <laughs> until it's <laughs> it can get quite quite large. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh and the weapon handling like it that's essentially recoil and you'll see I I sometimes I don't even notice that I'm terrified until I fire off my Jacob shotgun and I'm just like Boom! And like the and I'm all of a sudden at a, my guns at like a sixty degree angle up in the air, <laughs> right? You know, I'm like, holy shit! Oh yeah, absolutely. So now the interesting thing is that uh, so we've kind of talked about how it affects the normal game. Uh, it'd be nice to have it turned off because, especially if you're just trying to get through the game, it can be a little bit of a slog because it's that many more things you got to worry about taking you down because they they do a little bit of damage when they hit you too, so it's annoying. Yeah, I can't, and you it, don't get any experience for killing them. Right. However, you can get up off of them, which is nice. Yeah, so, it is convenient. So, uh, so we talked about that. We've talked about terror. So now we're going to go into the really one of the really interesting aspects to it, which is you can get anointed gear. We know that already, but you can get anointed gear that is specifically anointed with this, uh, with this event in mind, more or less, because you can get terror. You can get anointed gear that has terror effects on it. So. When, right, so terror is not always necessarily bad. They, there's many weapons and stuff that are, you know, hey, the more you're terrified, the more X happens. So, mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, an example would be uh, when you're terrified, uh, upon becoming terrified for the next few seconds, uh, your shots do not cost ammunition. Or uh, upon becoming terrified... Uh, when while you are terrified, you do an extra twenty for twenty five percent damage with this gun. So works similar uh, as to other anointed gear. It's just that the catalyst for it is being anointed. So which brings us to another part, which uh, we go to a specific place when we get all this goo for Maurice. You need twenty five uh, bits of goo. I don't know how do you, how do you measure a goo? I want to I say he calls them ectoplasms. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah, 25 ectoplasms. <laughs> yeah, so once you collect 25. 25 ectocoolers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so once you get them, then you get access to the heck hole. So, uh, so Drew, do you kind of want to walk us through the heck hole a little bit and how that's how that works? Yeah, so... Actually, you know what? Bef- quick, before we get into that, like, along with... Like, there's, there's a little bit more to it than just killing enemies and then going into the heck hole. There are uh, 25, I believe, challenges that go along with the Harvest event. There Is are. Is it 25? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Here, I'm going to do a little bit of research on that while you check on that, so... 
Okay, so anyways, so there's there's several different challenges, and the more challenges you complete, the more gear you... Well, the more... It's not gear. The more stuff that you unlock for this specific event, there's um, skin, we, um, player skins, there are weapon skins, there's weapon trinkets, um, all kinds of stuff. No actual weapons or shields or artifacts or anything of that nature. Nothing that you can equip and have it do any kind of uh, effect as far as your actual gameplay is concerned, but cosmetics. There we go. That's the overall term that I'm looking for there. Yeah. So, four different cosmetic items that you can earn by completing various challenges. Um, for example, compl- uh, killing a killing the main end boss 25 times. That's that's one achievement. Um, and if you haven't played this event at all and you've been, you know, not doing it, and you're like, 25 times? <laughs> like, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, right. First of all, do you want me to run through what the challenges are real quick? Yeah, please. Okay. So we have some interesting challenges. Some of them... Uh, How many are do- there overall? Uh, 15. 15. Okay. You knew there was a five in there somewhere. Yep. So looking at it, uh, some of them take place in the heck hole. Some of them do not. So here's what we have. Uh, we have, I'm not going to read the names of them, just what they are. So, uh, kill 20 loot ghosts, kill 500 ghosts in mayhem mode, collect 50 pieces of bloody harvest loot, solve the pumpkin puzzle, kill haunted L dragon junior, kill 150 haunted badasses, kill a haunted demo skagen, loot a bloody harvest legendary, kill ha- haunted Rackman, uh, kill tw- 250 ghosts, kill captain haunt who is the main boss 25 times uh kill haunted norman bates equip three pieces of bloody harvest loot at the same time kill captain haunt with a bloody harvest gun and lastly kill 100 haunted enemies with cryo damage in the heck hole Mm -hmm. it's a lot (laughs) it is a lot of things you're going to complete all all 15 challenges in order to unlock all the cosmetics Mm -hmm. um so, so, you go through normal gameplay mode, you kill 25 ghosts, you collect their ectoplasm, or what have you, you take the 25 to Maurice, again, he allows you entrance to the heck hole and requests that you kill the, um, I, 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 I still don't really understand the whole purpose of the thing, he's just like, he's like, you need, need to go and like destroy the evil or whatever. And so you do. <laughs> so, so you <laughs> and hop so into the heck they hole. did. <laughs> yeah. So you hop into the heck hole, which is essentially um, just a twisted version of Athena's. Um, and yeah, more or less. More or less. And you're and there's, but ooh, surprise! There's pumpkins and shit everywhere, and uh, <laughs> and haunted enemy types, and not every enemy is haunted, but. And it's mainly Malawan troopers, but they're they have different names, you know, like like Grave Walker Trooper and stuff like they're 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 functionally the same as typical Malawan troops. So <laughs> But but spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you kill all of them. Um you don't have to kill all of them, I guess, but uh there are let's see, one, two, three different areas that you need to uh, transition to and at the before each area there is a uh, 
like a key keeper or a gatekeeper or what have you, and you need to kill that guy. <laughs> a key master. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Key master. And you need to kill them in order to move to progress to the next area. Unsurprisingly, they're uh, typically a bigger, more badass version of the other stuff that you've been fighting. So first, there are a whole bunch of Malawan troops. That's in section, the first section and the second and third sections as well, actually. And just basically a bunch of Malawan guys, uh, typical Malawan heavies, etc. Yeah, heavies, dash troopers, uh, riot, riot, riot troopers, the whole thing. Yes, all of the above. Then after killing all of them, you will go into this, uh, you'll drop through the floor of uh, what appears to be a church, and then there's just a big old pool of blood that you're walking through the whole time. And you it's gotta fight a, <laughs> and you gotta fight a bunch of bloody ratch, which are functionally normal ratch, uh, but spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeff. Everything is spooky now. Um, and there's just, but there there are a ton of them. There's a a lot of ratch. There's a a lot of bloody ratch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Then, finally, once you kill the ratch keymaster, gatekeeper, whatever, then you drop into another hole. I mean, there's a lot of dropping into holes. (laughs) And then, you'll fight Captain Haunt. Unsurprisingly, it's a big haunted version of Captain Trot. Which I'm I'm kind of for, because... Captain Haunt yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so. And he has uh, several Malawan troops and everything, and a big old shield that you gotta wean down, and then once you get the shield, you gotta destroy the shield and then get his health down by approximately a quarter, and then he'll go into an immunity phase. He'll be shielded by these, uh, what do they call them? A phylactery? Phylactery skull, something like that. Phylactery something pumpkin. like that. Phylactery shield. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a shield generator that you need to go and destroy those, and then you're able to kill him again. But surprise, surprise, his shields back up to like half. His shield, his personal shield regenerates while you're taking out the immunity shield that the phylactery things build up. Yes, for. exactly. So then you bust his shield. You get him back down to about half health, and then. Surprise, surprise, another immunity phase. You take out the phylactery generators or what have you. Take those things out and then and then take out his shield again and then kill him. To be fair, he usually does have, especially since the patch, he does seem to have a, a pretty decent loot pool. I actually got a pretty fun weapon from him when I, when I did mine. Um, I got the sickle when I killed him last time, which is a crazy... Vlad off assault rifle. Maybe we'll do a going going gun on it in the future, but for right now, all you need to know is that it's essentially it's an assault rifle, so you get all the ammo for it. But it essentially plays like a it essentially plays like a rapid fire shotgun, more or less. Mm. <laughs> it's yep. really fun. Yep. So, so, so yeah. So that's that's haunt and uh, and and the general. Um, Enemy overviews. How how difficult is haunt? Would you say? Um, I could do it on my. I could do it myself when I was just playing through it with my Moe's. 
uh, just leveling up. And that was without, that was without, uh, really good gear and things like that. So I would say that since, since we like our, since we like our scale of seven here, I would say that on a scale of seven, it's probably like a four. Honestly, it's not too bad. Sure. Uh, It can be a little bit difficult. You just got to really make sure I did go down a couple of times when, uh, the times that I fought him, usually, usually I go down one to two times when I'm fighting him by myself. Other than that, it's not too difficult. I don't think I've actually died yet fighting him when I've been leveling up. Uh, if I'm all geared out and everything like that, and at level 50, and I know my gear set, even on Mayhem 3, it's still not terrible. That's Those are kind of the two things. If you're just going through normal mode, uh, or not even normal mode, if you're just going through the story and you're not max level yet, as long as you're not on mayhem mode, you can probably do it just fine. And if you're on mayhem mode, but you've got, you know, your specific build that you like, then you're probably going to be okay too. Sure. Um, what is your general strategy for dealing with haunt? What do you make sure that you? So, what do you make sure that you have equipped when you go to fight him? What are your tactics for movements? Sure. What are you? What are you doing? Sure. Just like anyone else uh, that has a large shield in place, I usually just try and make sure that I have some sorts of uh, some sort of shock damage available to go ahead and take down his shield. Uh, and the biggest strategy I've found that works really well with him is staying far enough back to where I can plan for anything that he does. Uh, he take mm-hmm. he's very slow. It takes him a long time to get to you. So I just try and stay away if I can uh, for a couple of reasons because he can do quite a bit of damage if you do get in close to him. And also if he sends out skulls or projectiles, because he can send out loot ghosts and things, or he can send out ghosts and things along those lines. And if he does, I want to make sure I'm far enough away to be able to go ahead and take that on. Usually when he sends out ghosts, I switch to something that has a lot higher rate of fire because they're weak as it is. So I just try and make sure that I can go ahead and get as many shots off on him as possible. So usually a, a Vlad off or a COV weapon. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. So, and then, and, um, yeah, sorry, but when he, when I know he's about to go down, I try and place myself somewhere close enough to where I know that at least one of the generators is going to be. So that way I can go ahead and take it out immediately and then start going on that process. Yep. <clears throat> so sounds like my, your process and mine are similar. Um, I typically stay not far away but at a at a medium distance away and just kind of hide around the columns around there because there are many many there's several columns all around the arena and the center area is generally unusable because it's a big ass lava pit yeah um but it's it's pretty easy to just kind of stick behind one of the pillars and if you see him launching his projectiles uh some of which are jack-o'-lanterns which explode on the ground and create a big old uh fire puddle or lava puddle on the ground uh that can be irksome um it's it's generally it's generally not hard to to kind of kite around and and stay behind pillars and and do what you got to do um yep i agree with using a shock weapon obviously because that's going to strip the shield faster Guess what your boy's got on his Zane playthrough for uh, working on that shield of his? I have no idea. I have a, uh, a Kill of the Wisp. Okay. You know what that is? It shoots out a big, huge electric ball. 
Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So I get close enough to where I can shoot him with that, and and it strips the shield. Is but it doesn't. I kind of wish that it would like land on him and then you know strip the shield. But it like it's more of like it gets close to him and starts stripping it and then like passes through him and continues stripping it. But then it keep it, like travels on and goes past it. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. But that's that's it's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I I bet that works out pretty well for taking him down though. It's not so. bad. It's not bad at all. So there's so there's that, and then um, he's resistant to I believe all elemental types, other than uh, his shield being susceptible to shock damage. Because I've tried fire damage and and stuff like that, and he's resistant to it. I don't. I actually haven't tried radiation now. That I think about it though, might be might be something worth testing out. So. For sure, but um, uh, fire damage definitely immune to. Um, and then the phylactery shield generators are uh, armored, so they're susceptible to corrosive damage. Mm-hmm. Also, like, don't shoot the pillar. You want to shoot the the orb that sits on top, right? Because that's it. That's the critical spot. So, actually, with um, flak, have a corrosive Lyuta, and that thing's perfect. <laughs> so. Uh, nice. So that's what I use on those. Um, or if you've got like a high damage shotgun or something, you can get right up to them. Although they do put out pulses that do like shield damage to you. So watch out for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, shoot the orb at the top, then run back, take him out. Um, overall, how how long would you say it takes to do a run? Once you drop into the heckle to killing haunt, takes approximately how long? Uh, if I'm doing it by myself, probably, oh, probably somewhere around like 25, 30 minutes, depending on what build I'm using and what mayhem mode I'm on, but somewhere in that area, if now, if I'm doing it with a few other people or a full party or anything, then it takes somewhere, honestly, closer to probably 10 or 15. It's a lot shorter yeah. than yeah, just, agreed. just more bodies on the field, more, more ways to kill people, things like that. Um, sure, more unique builds that are suited to doing different things and coordinating stuff. Like, like if we're, you know, if you've got an elemental Amara in there and they're doing shock damage and you've got a guy that's running flak that has a skag that does shock damage, you know, mm-hmm. you're pretty, w- pretty well set for stripping that shield, which is nice. Yep, exactly. Co-witches. Exactly. Oh, witches. All right. So, because <laughs> witches are spooky. <laughs> spooky. All right. So... Going along with that, there are new legendaries that you can get from this, and we'll get into uh, how we feel about this in a little bit, but just to kind of give you a heads up, there's the Fearmonger, which is a legendary Hyperion shotgun. Um, that one Literally more than a- the topic of the uh, Going Going Gun last week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Sorry, so we talked last episode, not last week. Right. So for those of you that want to know more about that, you can just go back and listen to the tail end of that episode if you want to. Uh, we also have the Stalker, which is a doll sniper rifle that shoots in three-round burst. The fun thing about that is you can choose either vertical or horizontal shots as to how it actually shoots. It's really interesting. The main thing is that when you get a crit with that, that's what it's all about. It's all about doing crit damage with it, because once you do, it pretty much instantly freezes whatever it does, I think is the the big trait with that. Yeah, so. yep. Um, there's also the Scream of Terror shield, which just unleashes a huge nova of cryo damage when the shield breaks. 
Yep. And and then the last one is the Ghast Call, which is a Torg grenade mod that just causes an explosion of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, super fun. Oh, um, Torg. Never change. Never change. Now, the really interesting part about all this and what we're looking into, uh, and my thought about it, is... Um, I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead from what Drew and I have prepared, but the main thing about this is we don't know yet whether or not once this event is done, if you will still have an option to get these weapons somewhere else. Right. And that's the thing that's concerning. Um, I know, like I said, that we're skipping ahead a little bit here, but given that this is a seasonal event, would you like to see some way that this event could be around all the time or have it be something similar to a headhunter pack so that way you could just do it whenever you wanted to? Yes. That's what I, that's exactly what I would like. Okay. I would like that very much. <laughs> yes. I would like that very much. Please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have like, once the event is done, I don't want to have to farm, um, to farm, ghosts in order to gain entrance to the heck hole i just want the ability to go to a fast travel and be like heck hole please you know and and Mm -hmm. do the run sure um and even if even if legendaries let's say that the legendaries are no longer available anywhere else in the game i want the ability to get them there okay what if there was some other way of getting them if they if uh if they turn into random drops or world drops throughout the game, would that be okay with you too? That'd be fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't expect what I don't expect for them to do is I don't expect for them to make it a, an increased chance to drop from an existing vanilla game boss. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't want, I don't expect them to be like, yeah, okay. From the Chupa Bratch, you can get the gas call or, you know, uh, Chupa's organ, you know, I don't expect them to do that. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure that I do either. Um, I, I hope that they don't wall us away from that as an event from, from getting that thing. I, I don't mind so much when it's the, uh, when it's the things that you earn, like the cosmetic items, that's not as big of a deal because those don't actually affect gameplay. Right. And that's, that's always been my big thing is that I, I don't, I'm okay with, I'm okay with, um, microtransactions and things like that, which I know is an evil word, but as long as, as long as they don't affect gameplay, as long as someone's like, I, I would find it distasteful if someone was able to go in and be like, Hey, guess what? Pay a dollar for a level 50 guy, you know, gas call. Be like, no, that's not the worst <laughs> yeah for sure that would be that would be total bs um in addition to that i all like i understand the whole idea of like getting in on games early and they want to drive sales as much as possible as soon as the game is released and everything but if you are one of those holdouts who is not interested in purchasing the game until it's available on steam. Mm-hmm. You're totally going to miss out. Oh or yeah. Theoretically, theoretically, like we don't know for sure, but theoretically you could completely miss out on this whole event. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's a bummer. Like, here's the thing. Drew and I, we were okay with getting the game on, uh, on PC and on PS4. Um, 
and and that's and that's where we got it. And we were okay through the avenues that were available for both of those. But we it it's 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 a big letdown if people who are waiting to get on Steam are not are not able to go through this event because of that. That'd right, be because I don't because it's not like it's their choice to do so, you know? Right. And like right. I don't know, but I, at the same time I got in on Borderlands 2 uh quite a while after it had dropped and um like never got to um participate in like the million dollar loot event or anything like that. Mhm. But I still had all the headhunter packs and everything that were available to me. Right. Which is different, you know, it's just I I prefer I prefer that's it's hard to say that I prefer that. We'll kind of get to that in a little bit. We'll come to circle back to all this at the very right. end. Right. Um, but it would, it would kind of suck for, for somebody to be like, look, I just, I really want to support steam and I've already had to, you know, miss out on playing this game for six months and, and, you know, um, yeah. watching other people play it and everything. And now I'm missing events too. Right. That would, that sucks. Yeah. And, or and again, if- we don't know if that's what they're going to do. But I can see it happening, and it would be shitty, right? Or if we have maybe some younger people in the audience. Uh, first of all, welcome. We're trying to create a better Borderlands environment for everyone. But also, <laughs> uh, maybe if we have uh, some younger people who are listening, and we do know that there are younger people that do play the game, it would be unfortunate if maybe they just don't have the option to get the game right now because they play on their mom or their dad's PC or something along those lines. And their mom or their dad says, nope, I'm not going to get it on PC right now because the only avenue I want to purchase games is through Steam. And so right. they don't and they don't have that option. Or, or maybe not even not even that. Like, what about just financially? What, what if somebody is just, you know, is a huge avid Borderlands fan and just doesn't have the funds to be able to purchase it right now? That's totally true as well. That yeah. sucks. That would or, suck for that person. Or maybe because we're right in that weird, that weird time frame when the game launched, maybe someone was just like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm waiting until I get this until it, until it either goes on sale or this, or I'm saving up my money for a little bit. This is going to be my, my Christmas present to myself. (laughs) Right. Or what if they're waiting for, for hear me out on this, everything to be fixed. That could very well be too. That's reasonable. I don't yeah. like if I wasn't such a huge fan of this game of of the Borderlands games in general at this point with everything that I've read I would not own it at this point you know what I right. mean right. if I was a the, casual fan right we're we're getting a little bit off topic but the whole point is there could be a myriad of reasons why someone might not be able to participate in this event and if they don't get to take advantage of at the very least the aspects of it that change the gameplay possibly dramatically that would be that would be uh highly unfortunate. Yes, agreed. So So um So, so now let's talk more about how it can affect in, the getting game. Getting into certain <laughs> as, like certain aspects of the game or that could change the game as a whole, such as terror builds. Builds that are centered around the mechanic of of a pl- of getting terror stacks and and um altering the way that your shield or weapons or any of the stuff works. Right. Now, we're pretty sure that after the event ends that the 
<clears throat> that your run-of-the-mill enemies in the vanilla game are not going to produce ghosts anymore, and are and you're therefore no longer able to apply stacks of terror to yourself via that avenue. Right. However, there are weapons and shields and such that allow you to apply terror stacks to yourself. Right. Uh, I'm going to go through real quick. I did find a list of the different terror anointments that you can find. Mm. I'm going to run through them real quick just so that people can get an idea of what we mean when we're talking about this, if that's cool. It cool. is cool. All right, so here's what we have. Like I said, I'm going to try and run through these real quick, so if you need to re-listen to it, uh, just rewind. <laughs> so we have... I know, sorry. Anyway, uh, here's what we have. While terrified, deal 50% bonus cryo damage. While terrified, enemy bullets have a chance to reflect off you. The more terror you have, the higher the bonus. While terrified, reduce all incoming damage by a small amount. The more terror you have, the higher the bonus. While terrified, you have a chance to fire an extra projectile per shot. The more terror you have, the higher the bonus. While terrified, gain health regen. The more terror you have, the higher the bonus. While terrified, gain bonus crit damage. Uh, more terror, higher bonus. While terrified, gain, an gain ammo regen. More terror, higher bonus. While terrified, gain increased damage and fire rate more terror higher bonus on action skill end this is the important one apply terror to yourself every five seconds for the next 18 seconds on action skill end health uh 25 max health effect is increased by 15 percent per terror stack and it consumes all terror uh now these are specific to classes uh, amara after phase grasping an enemy amara fires terror skulls at the grasped target, dealing 3,718 damage. Flak, after using attack command, consume all terror and Flak's pets gain 50% bonus fire damage for a short time. Moe's, after reloading, consume all terror and create a Nova that deals bonus cryo damage. Zane, while Sentinel is active, Sentinel gains 100% lifesteal while you are affected by terror. That's a lot of stuff, and none of those, like, all of those have their place in various builds across mm -hmm. the game. Right. Um, I actually really like the Zane Sentinel Lifesteal one, because I have a Zane playthrough that's kind of doing that kind of thing anyways. Um, you know, like, getting, um, like, when it, he's got the kill skill, and, like, it turns his weapons, uh, his weapons gain lifesteal for a while, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Really, really convenient. So, but the main thing is, is that after the event ends and we're no longer able to use, you know, ghosts that we find out in-game to apply terror stacks, you can still apply terror stacks to yourself if you find the right gear to do so. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, like, I've, I, I, I want to say that you didn't find all of them, because I saw some that were like, you know, when you melee a, an opponent, you have a chance to apply a terror stack to yourself. Right. Yeah. And there may be some other ones out there. That was just one of the lists that I happen to find out there real quick. So if I can find yeah. any more, then I will let you know here forthwith. But, but yeah, so, so terror is a viable or having a terrified build is a viable thing that people can do right now. And a lot of people are looking at the potential of doing it again, even after this event is done. So it's really a pretty interesting thing. So therefore it would be, a shitty thing and a bummer to be able to go and to not be able to have the ability to do that after this event ends. It would yeah. suck. Right. And you can't say, well, they can just 
like if you just rehash the same stuff in the next you know in the next event you know what i mean be like mm-hmm. when whatever you call it when jolly you know then <laughs> da, 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 da. you know they can't yep then they'd be like okay why am i even doing this it's not even it's free and i'm not even and it's not even worth it at that point you know right if they yep. if they just rehash the same thing so right. but overall the the question at this point is is it the bloody harvest event good oh okay <laughs> and do you go ahead you go ahead i've i've pretty much I've only got three words to cover my opinion on it. Okay. So my opinion of, is it good? It's almost good. <laughs> Ooh, almost good. Okay. Okay. Defend yourself. I would prefer if we had the ability to opt in and out of it at will. Agreed. Uh, I also think that the idea that as of right now, we don't see any way that we can continue to do it, that we can continue to do runs through the heck hole and ways that we can get the other weapons for the moment, uh, make it a little frustrating, especially as we've talked about for a while now to, uh, people that may not have gone through the event or don't have the game yet. I think that the legendaries are very fun, but I think that they rely too heavily on the terror gameplay mechanic. And even though terror is something that we can still have builds around seemingly after the event is done, it's something that is very specific and you have to look to doing and here's the other thing so we know we're getting a level cap raise in the future what happens if they decide not to do another bloody harvest event after the level cap raise are you supposed to do a terror build at using all level 50 gear (laughs) drew's drew's doing like the biggest shrug in the world right now (laughs) so though I think I I would have I would have much preferred having this be an optional thing that we could turn on and turn off at will and having the option to go into the heck hole and do what we need to there even if it is with even if it is with uh getting ectoplasm out of preferred paying maybe a very small amount to continue being able to do it and when we did the headhunter packs, I think the headhunter packs were $2.99 a piece when they first came out, and I would much prefer to see that way of going about it. Yeah, so so my entire opinion on on the Bloody Harvest event can be summed up in three words. Is it good? It is free. I understand. Okay. So, mm, 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 okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Somebody could, and I believe this was something that, uh, in response to this, I believe this is something that 
Morning Afterkill also said when somebody said the exact same thing when he was complaining about it on Twitter. So I'm borrowing this from him. If if you people haven't gone and checked out Morning Afterkill yet, he's streaming literally almost all the time. Definitely go check him out. <laughs> but yeah. his his thing, his response to this was, I could punch you in the mouth and that would be free too. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. I I like I, but I can't I can't stop myself from like I have all the exact same complaints that you do. I have all the same gripes and issues and everything. <sighs> but I can't be too mad because it's free. And I I would rather though, I would much rather it be headhunter pack style to where again i pay two or three bucks this stuff is viable forever you know i can do it whenever whenever i want it's it's 2019 i can still go back and do the the mercenary day headhunter events or tk's bloody harvest or like any of them yep. you know yep I can still go back now and go do any of those events on on Borderlands 2. I can do them as many times as I want, just over and over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> and you and over. can't stop me. <laughs> right, exactly. And I wish that I had that capability, and I wish that that was how it worked. But it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and in, I, a, in, in, a, in, a, in a video game economy like we are in currently, free is rare. So that's where I'm at with it. I think that's totally understandable. How much so. if so with the headhunter packs being what they were, right? Being right. two ninety nine a piece or whatever. If they turned this into a into a headhunter pack, right, and you just had to go into the options and and you know ch- and tick a box there to be like, you know, bloody harvest enabled, so you still had, you know, enemies that were uh, haunted and such. How much would you pay for that, or would you? It seems like there's a lot less content to it, so I would say I, I definitely wouldn't do the two ninety nine. No. Uh, I would say probably 99 cents would be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And, and that's one of those things where, cause here's the thing. It is very rare that someone buys something for 99 cents and they're like, Oh, this was a ripoff. <laughs> like, <laughs> you either, you either knew exactly what you were getting yourself into person or you enjoyed it. <laughs> that's, right. That's, right. that's the thing. So yeah, honestly, here's here's an example. Uh, I remember going t- through the Burger King drive-through at at uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. When they first came out with that taco, guess how much that taco is? Ninety-nine cents. <laughs> yep. I bought one. I knew what I was getting into. I have only myself <laughs> to blame. <laughs> Fair enough. That is understandable. So yeah, I would say that for what they did with this one, I would say that 99 cents would be fair. Uh, and even though, even though I t- I'm telling you this right now, 
because of how taxes and everything works like that, I would be feel so defeated when it comes up. It's like, oh, it's 99 cents. And then you go through and you get to the actual screen where it's like you, you have to pay for it and everything. And it's, it's like, like it's a, a dollar eight. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would be pissed. Uh, for, so. for, for anyone. Cause I feel like we have a fair amount of listeners that are in other parts of the world and things like that, just based on what we've seen from analytics. For those of you that are unaware, if you go to America, stuff doesn't have sales tax instantly included on it and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is frustrating because so, it varies by state and county and whatever. So yeah. But anyways, so that's, uh, that's the, that's the wrap up on, on the bloody harvest event. It's fine. It's not great. It's we appreciate the free content. We would we would rather pay for a better version of it, right? So so, so okay, real quick. Now now that we've opened this can of worms, I do have to ask you. So we feel that ninety nine cents would be fair a fair price for it, right? Yeah. Would you still be willing to pay a dollar ninety nine for it? No. Knowing what you do now. Yeah, like having played it. Yeah, if I didn't know what it was when I went into it, I might be like a dollar and a knife. It's got to be worth it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but is it? Do we though? <laughs> yeah. But like, with looking back on it, I would I would be like, I would be pissed if I paid a buck ninety nine for this. So, but I didn't. So. So yay. And stuff. stuff. And stuff. And stuff. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to bring us to our final and probably favorite segment of the show. Ooh, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I actually enjoy like the more listener questions we get, the better because I actually really enjoy that because that's that like keeps us on our toes. That's stuff that we didn't prepare already. I just you know found the questions and put them in there, and we're off to the races. I'm I'm waiting for I'm I'm waiting for that one guy to put through just the most ridiculous question at some point. And it's like, oh, all right, whatever your name is, you know, Danson, Ted Danson, 29 or whatever your name is. <laughs> He's a huge fan of the good place. <laughs> he is, you know, sitting there. It's like, it's like, look, uh, here, here's the thing. We're not going to touch that question with a 20 foot pole. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because it'll happen at some point. Oh, but it will. You- Alternatively, I'm also looking forward to somebody who asks us a question. We're like, that's such a good fucking question. That's an entire show topic right there. <laughs> right so, there. Right. So I'm ready for that, too. But anyways, Perfect. so going into our second favorite segment of every episode, it's going, going, going. All right. All right. So, uh, Jeff, tell us what we're talking about today. Uh, we're talking about what most people around here in Wisconsin would refer to as batteries. <laughs> batteries. <laughs> batteries. <laughs> so now today we're talking about the nine volts. So uh, as some of you might know, uh, my wife loves to play the siren character or the elemental characters from the games. So this one is one that I know that she has been uh, keeping on her Amara. Uh, pretty readily. So the nine volts is a legendary pistol manufactured by doll and it is always shock elemental. Uh, it fires seven pellets in a V shaped pattern and only burst fire limits, uh, the nine volt a little, uh, especially considering that the alternative firing mode, uh, only switches between zoom modes. 
So uh, the 9 volt also has a fixed magazine size appropriately of 9. So, yeah. So that's yeah, fun. It's uh, potentially available from any suitable loot source, but has an increased chance to drop from kilovolts in electricity. Uh, while relatively unremarkable as far as a damage-dealing pistol goes, the 9-volt is excellent when in use versus shielded enemies, such as Malawan troops and uh, many, many numerous bosses. Um, yeah. <clears throat> regardless only... of character or build. If only we had talked about, uh, in this episode, a boss that has a large shield where this could be applicable. Mm, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, seriously, though, uh, this is actually one of those guns that is really good for taking down Haunt's shield. And mm -hmm. uh, the same thing can be said about uh, Trant himself. So, mm -hmm. Trant! <laughs> <laughs> it's... <clears throat> It's really, it's pretty effective. Um, there are, I'm sure that there are other ones that are more effective. Um, sure. You know, if you get a, a Malawan, um, oh, what are the one, Malawan ones that do exclusively, like, the elemental type? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not a Quasar, because that's the grenade mod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think about what it is, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, anyways, no. like no, but that would a... be more convenient, you know, or like a uh, like I actually had a uh, a shock crossroads for a while that was really really convenient. Mm, the AAA um, might be might be a really good option too if you're yep, looking for yep, that so. for sure. Um, yeah. the The nice thing, and what I think we can all appreciate from this one, is that this the nice thing is if you are specifically looking to do shock damage to uh, fill out your build. This is one of the few places that we know of that has a specific designated drop for this, which is really yeah, nice. As of this recording, because they are working on that on that stuff, it's going to be coming. But at this point, it's like I need it. Like I'm running a shock Amara build. Got to go kill kilovolts and farm him and try to get a uh, try to get a nine volt. There you go. Yep, that is a solid option to go with. So, uh, so there is your going going gun for the day. Uh, and with that, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, right? Yeah. Yep. Sure does. So, uh, yeah. If you, if you haven't already, definitely go, uh, check out the, uh, go check out the bloody harvest event so you can get you some of that sweet, sweet bloody harvest loot. Yeah. Good times. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode. Um, uh, thanks so much for listening. Good luck and good drops. Bye.